What is up, guys? Welcome to the Wise and Well podcast. I'm your host, Herman Lin. This is the show that helps make fitness and nutrition way simpler and more realistic so that you can improve your physical health without sacrificing your mental health. If you're new to the show and you enjoy it, hit subscribe after the episode so that you know when future episodes come out. Also, if you are looking to take your fitness to the next level, I offer one-on-one strength and nutrition coaching that is designed to help you build muscle, burn fat, and improve your overall relationship with fitness and nutrition. Just go to wiseandwellcoaching.com to learn more. Or just shoot me a DM on Instagram at wiseandwellcoaching. I will always respond to you. All right, guys, on to the episode. Michael Soares, what's up, man? What's up? How are you doing today? Doing well. How about you? I'm great. I'm very excited to be on here, talk a little shop, talk a little fitness, help some people become uh, healthier and happier today. For sure. For sure. I got to ask you a question first, though. Yeah, what's up? Is Soares your real last name? <laughs> it is. Yo, why do people ask me that? Like- I also I, I also explain it's it's you pronounce it like a dinosaur, like Michael Soros, because some people are like Suarez. Oh, like okay. There you yeah. go. Because uh, it, it's one of those, like when you first see it, it just says, because it, it makes more sense that it's like more like Soros, but, mm-hmm. like, but if it's like Soros, I'm just yep. looking at you like you're a dude who who helps former athletes, your last name Soros. I'm like, that's like way too, it's way too perfect that it's like, it's like one of those like, celebrities that changes their last name to, to yep. go with it, you know? I remember when I played uh, high school basketball, my hometown uh, paper, they were like Milford Sword past whatever and like yeah. use my last name in that. But that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you on. Um, so I want you to kind of to, to just start and give a little bit of a background of well, well, two things. Well, one, let's start with what new human is. Um, and kind of what you do and what and who you work with. Um, and then I want to kind of jump into like your background and, and how you got started in the first place. Yeah, 100%. So uh, New Human is my fitness company. It's been around since January 2019. Um, I started it because a lot of people used to reach out to me via social media being like, hey, can I get a workout program? Can I do this? And I was an in-person trainer. So I was training 12, 14 people a day. But it was very exhausting and you can only train so many people a day, you know what I mean? But with online, you can affect or help so many more people at once. Um, and my goal is to, to really help people become healthier because when people work out, people take care of themselves, they're happier, right? And we want a happier, better world. So that's so why I started New Human. And then I created a fitness app. January or February of 2020, right before COVID. And at the time already, we had four trainers, uh, all friends that I went to college with, all great people. Um, and we created the fitness app. We had a bunch of virtual, we called it the virtual gym, new human app, the virtual gym, because we had virtual workouts occurring. We had a class schedule. And then when COVID hit and everybody was at home, we already had the system in place, uh, which was really cool. So we had a few hundred people, a few thousand people hopping on the app, which was awesome. And yeah, I mean, the goal of new human is to primarily, I mean, anybody can use the new human app, but primarily for former athletes mm. looking to get fit again, right? Because like in high school, you have all the time in the world or in college, you have all the time in the world to play sports five, six days a week, seven days a week and like eat whatever you want because you're so active. But as we become older and our lives and responsibilities change, that route to weight loss is completely different. Like you can't mm-hmm. just your body's older, you know what I'm saying? Like we're getting old. So like we can't just work out seven days a week. Like it's more nutrition based and habit based and like concentrating on the other pillars such as like recovery, sleep, like those things or learning how to manage those things are definitely going to lead to better weight loss. Um, And yeah, so past four years, there's been over 15,000 people that have uh, either done a class, come to one of our classes, in-person training, one-on-one online coaching or have used the app, which is pretty cool. Wow. That's awesome. That's uh, Mm. incredible timing to do a month before COVID. (laughs) That was all luck. That had nothing to do with my timing. I couldn't predict that. That was all luck. That's amazing. Um, It's, you know, unfortunate time, but for you, for sure, that was a, that was perfect to start a virtual training business. Um, And yeah, I, that's, the idea of a former athlete, because I, when I was like thinking about this too, you know, obviously there's professional former athletes, which is like a total different thing, right? Mm-hmm. But 
at the same time, like I played three sports in high school. I consider myself yep. someone who used to be an athlete, right? And mm-hmm. to your point, it's your entire lifestyle changes. You know, like in the in high school, the thought of gaining weight or having to do anything to keep weight off didn't even make sense in my head. It was just like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like <laughs> I'm gonna go home and eat a box of pasta and three chicken parmesans. And like it doesn't literally <laughs> and then and then it was like as soon as I got to college, the reality hit, right? It was like, oh shit, you can't you can't just eat whatever you want anytime you want. Um, and it's hard because I'm sure you probably see this a lot is as a former athlete, you have this weird thing in your head that you're kind of almost trying to replace what is meaningful. 100%. Right? Um, and finding some way to, to stay motivated to, to take care of yourself because before it was all about competition. A hundred percent. Like people, you, as you get older, like you don't have a coach to structure everything. Like in high school, you kind of just show up, you know what I mean? Like you just show up to practice, you, everything's laid out for you. You just kind of just got to do the thing. But as you get older, you lose that structure and then the anxiety hits in. You're like, I don't know what to do anymore. You know what I mean? So I can totally relate. And I always tell people too, like you were just mentioning, like you don't have to be a professional athlete to be considered an athlete. Like everybody has an inner athlete. I always like love to tell people, I, I, I love helping people find their inner athlete because everybody can become athletic. Becoming athletic is you are here today and tomorrow you're more athletic, right? Like we can build upon that. So for sure. No, definitely. For sure. Um, and I want to talk to you about your personal story. Cause as I think you had a post about that, I don't know, maybe it was like two weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. and it's funny cause I was reading that and I was like, shit, I think this is like, <laughs> I think this is literally my story. <laughs> And I think I have, I think I have like literally a post. I'm like, if you put ours next to each other, they're like almost the same thing. The same but thing. <laughs> but if, do you want, do you want to talk about a little bit about kind of like where you were before you feel like you started getting into a good place fitness wise? Totally. Yeah. So I'll even bring it back um, to high school. So I played basketball and volleyball in high school, pretty competitively varsity since sophomore year. And I tore my meniscus during high school basketball season. And I was like, damn, like there goes my scholarship. Cause I can't, I come from like an immigrant family, like, where we, my family isn't rich. So I was like, damn, I can't go to college anymore. So like very depressed time. Um, but then we had an athletic trainer who rehabbed me up. Like I didn't even understand the body back then. Right. But he was like, Oh no, don't worry. We'll be able to repair this like partial, partially torn meniscus. Like we can figure it out. And then within a few weeks I was back and I was Mm -hmm. like, that gave me so much hope. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And like, I've always been interested in the human body. So I decided in college to study exercise science. Um, and even though like you're in college, you're learning these things. Like when you graduate, you still, you're not a professional at your field. Right. So I played college basketball as well. So I had that structure in college as well. And then after I became a trainer three days after I graduated, but even then, like you're busy building your business, like even pro athletes or like quote unquote fitness people, like we still need accountability. Like, that's why every pro athlete has like four trainers. Not that they don't know what they're doing. They just need somebody to push themselves. Yeah. So yeah, I got to a point where I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I'm super busy. I'm stressed. I'm barely sleeping because I'm trying to build a business like this, that, and the third. Um, so I hired, a, I hired, I've had maybe five trainers slash coaches because I wanted to learn. And I took from each coach, like, I like what this coach does. I like how this coach communicates about this. I like this programming. And then just through experience, I was able to build um, and highly recommend in anybody in any field if they're looking to advance in their field like just hire somebody who's already been at where you're trying to get to you know what i mean um but yeah and then another thing too is i've had family members uh with other health issues that they just didn't they weren't educated on how to solve so i wanted to be that person to help them um because a lot of people don't know how to work out or like what eating healthy truly is like people just think oh if i don't eat i'm gonna lose weight it's like no you have to learn how to eat the right food and then you're going to lose weight and you're going to feel energetic and you're going to look and feel amazing. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a complicated topic. Um, but that's why we're here to, to help educate people. You know what I mean? Yeah. We were, we were talking about that before air is that it's, it's so hard because the most of mainstream fitness advice is kind of garbage, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to put it, to put it lightly. Um, and and it's and I get I get why a lot of it exists, right? It's it's simple, it's to the point. Um, and people want the quick, easy answer. 
So people are, there's Definitely. always going to be people who are willing to, to pretend that they have it. Right. Yep. Um, and I think it's easy to say, you know, do a bunch of these burpees, run back and forth, hop up and down and look how sweaty you are. Look how many, you know, you must've burned so many calories. It's going to give you that flat tummy, like <laughs> simple messaging. Right. Yeah. What's much harder to say is, Hey, the reality is that same trainer who's jumping up and down telling you to do all these things has been lifting for years. Yep. Consistently three to four times a week, probably. And they're mm -hmm. eating a bunch of protein. And also they are continuously fueling their body. And that's why they look like that. Oh, and also they probably were kind of have a, some genetic gift too. Like don't, don't forget that piece. Um, and so that's, that's the tough part is that you get, you get sucked into these, um, to, to a lot of the, the wrong things, because that is what is most of the message out there. A hundred percent. I think I like to call it the, the swimmers effect where when people are like, Oh, that girl does Pilates every day. If I do Pilates every day, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. And it's mm. like, nah, she, her body, her body makes her great at Pilates and obviously doing more Pilates is great. And the, the Pilates is just one example, right? Like Michael Phelps, I want to look at Michael Phelps. I got to swim every day. It's like, actually, no, Michael Phelps really takes care of his strength programming, his nutrition. Um, there's many factors and no one wants to, like you were mentioning, no one wants to hear like, oh, you've gained 80 pounds in two years. It's going to take a while to, it's not going to take a week or an easy fix to take it off. You know that, right? Like, like they, some people need to be faced with like the, the harsh reality, but not harsh reality, just the truth. Um, because if it was easy enough as like, okay, let me do a hundred burpees a day. Everybody would do a hundred burpees a day and they'd all be lean, but that's not the case. Right. Yeah. Um, once people start to learn that weight loss or body composition or recomposition is more nutrition based than movement, that's when they start to understand like, oh, cause I have plenty of people that are like, I work out six days a week and I'm not seeing results. It's like, well, it's not the work now you're working out plenty. There's other factors, uh, that are more of a, a direct variable when it comes to losing weight or trying to gain muscle and, and all that. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's, I think that's the hardest piece for a lot of people to accept is that we feel like we're doing more when we're sweating more mm -hmm. and you know, we're, we're sold. It's like, it's crazy that the only thing we care about is burning calories, yeah. right? <laughs> which is like when you actually boil it down, that's like the least meaningful part of an exercise. Of a, of a workout it, 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 we burn less than five to ten percent of our total calories from, from, <laughs> from exercise yet that's the only thing we talk about when we yep. judge whether a workout's good i mean we have entire we have entire business models and classes out there with splat points right literally that, that are that are literally like using burning calories as a currency of how good mm -hmm. your workout is when and and so then the, the, the unfortunate part is that when people miss their workout, right. Or, or, or life of inevitably comes up because like the reality is like no one's hundred percent perfect with their workouts. And what I see is a lot of times people will miss a workout and all of a sudden it's like, well, what the hell? Screw it. Right. And then they say, well, I'm just going to go out and, and eat whatever then. Cause I already messed it up. And it's funny because that workout missing it barely played a role in, in hitting your goals in, in the long run. Right. I, it's everything else. And I, I, it's, it's hard to conceptualize this. If you, if you haven't been coached by somebody or if you're just tuning in for the first time and don't have that much experience in fitness, but I actually recommend people not being a hundred percent because if you're a hundred percent all the time, super strict, I have to get an hour and a half in the gym, this down the third. And then once you miss once you're off the rails. Mm. So it's like, how can we consistently be like 70 to like 85% on your, your, whatever the goals are. Yeah. Um, like I was just having a conversation with somebody I trained earlier. They got upset cause they, they like forgot a protein shake. I'm like, guess what? It's okay. You got the rest of your life to catch up. You're good. You missed one. Just make sure you don't miss two or three days in a row. Let's get back to it. Right. How can we create something that is sustainable because with like my method, my goal is to like build and educate the individual and learn sustainable habits. Even if it's a little slower than like macro count or like calorie counting all day, calorie mm -hmm. counting is phenomenal. Macro counting is phenomenal. But if you don't learn how to properly eat before you start counting, you're once you stop counting, you're going to gain the weight back. Just like how people are like, Oh, I'm gonna go on keto. And it's like, okay, you're gonna go on keto. Great. You're probably going to lose weight because you're not eating enough calories. Cause it's just really hard to eat a bunch of meat. 
And then once you get off keto, you're going to gain it back because you never actually learned how to properly portion anything or properly eat. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a loaded topic. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's the hard part. I, I saw in your post too, just talking about like low carb. Right. Um, and I went down the same train and look, it's, I don't have, if, if, if keto works for somebody, then that, that's great. Um, mm-hmm. same with intermittent fasting, same with mm-hmm. all those things, but for me, it was pretty terrible <laughs> and it doesn't fit for everyone's lifestyle. It doesn't fit. And, and I think the, the hard part is, is when we, we become dogmatic with these things and we say like, you have to do this, or this is the best way to do it. Well, it's like, mm-hmm. well, it's the best way for who, yeah. right? The reality is eating low carb and skipping breakfast every morning. It's probably not the best way for someone <laughs> who doesn't need to lose a ton of weight and is active, you know, mm-hmm. four or five days a week. Like that's a pretty terrible strategy. hundred percent. And, and what I didn't realize for so long is that, you know, I'm, I'm terrified of eating carbs. I'm assuming that if I don't eat breakfast in the morning, I'm going to live till 150 years old. And I'm, you know, I'm reading the back label of every single thing in the grocery store, terrified of any ingredient that I I can't understand. And I feel like shit, you know, it's not, it's not even doing anything. Like I, I, I'm tired. I have anxiety. I my, my sleep is off. Like I have like these weird, like dry eyes that I couldn't explain. It was like all these like little things that were like, dude, your body is not feeling good. Your body's shutting down. And yeah. that's yeah. how I explain to, to all, all, whenever somebody comes up to me, they're like, what do you think about this meal plan? Or like, or like eating style? Like, what do you think about keto? What do you think about intermittent fasting? I'm like, it works for some people, but if it was the right way, why doesn't everybody in the world do it? Like, it's not that straightforward. Yeah. Um, and then when people demonize carbs, it's like, the reason why carbs is so demonized is because it's a common food source. We eat so much of it, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Like I always, the way I coach is like we add in the healthy foods and mm-hmm. don't worry about adding out or taking out. Like if I was like, Hey, you need to stop doing this, this, this from the get go, your mentality is going to be like, Oh shit, I'm depriving myself. But I'm like, Hey, let's try to eat veggies three times a day. Let's try to have fruit three times a day. Let's make sure we get protein four times. Like you're adding in the healthy Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, if you just add in the healthy stuff and concentrate on obtaining, like working out at least three times a week or whatever the goal is for the, whatever the, per, whoever the person is, like your mentality is gonna be like, okay, like I accomplished this amazing. And then that keeps that, that consistency or that discipline train going. Cause if people are, are just riding on motivation, they're like I'm motivated, I'm going to not drink for a month. And then they crack on one weekend. Like they're just going to go all crazy. You yeah. know what I mean, we can't have that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the idea that you're, you just need more willpower. Like we all run out of willpower. It's not not the willpower. That's the problem. It's the fact that we believe we can have unlimited willpower, right? It's, and, and from a, from an athlete standpoint, I love like the idea of going on offense. Right. And I, cause I, I, that's what I thought about it for a long time. Like I lived on defense when it came to fitness and nutrition for a long time. Like my whole goal was I want to prevent back gain. I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get fat and I don't want to, you know, I, I try to just burn off as many calories as I can, you know, like after a bad weekend, it's like, Oh, I got to go burn that off. And for food, it was always, I got to avoid these foods. I got to avoid these ingredients. It was always on defense. Right. And so that's an amazing analogy. Wow. It's like, it's like I you're, love that. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're, you're terrified of it, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. and so what, what kind of a relationship are you building with it? It's, it's these things that you have to do, right. Versus when you go on offense, you're like, dude, I'm going to build this body, right? I'm not trying to tear it down. I'm going to build it up. I'm going to go eat. I'm going to go add protein. I'm going to go add fiber. I'm going to get veggies because it makes me feel good. And I'm going to do these workouts that make me feel amazing versus like feeling like you have to do all these things. hundred percent. That's an amazing analogy. I've actually never heard that. And that is awesome. And with your permission, I may start saying that. Go for it. That's great. And no, totally agreed. Like fitness should be a fun, fun process, whatever the goal is. But obviously it requires discipline. There's there's a reason why not everybody in the world is is quote unquote fit. Um, But then that's another thing too. Like what is fit? Like what is being athletic? Anybody can be athletic. You don't have to be a professional athlete getting paid millions to be considered athletic or like fitness looks different for everybody. If you're a 40 year old mom with three kids, your level of fitness may be getting two workouts in a week. Like you, it's just the real 
realistic side of things. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Anybody's anything is possible with proper discipline and organization. But I think when people start to realize, especially former athletes, that like the approach needs to be different. Your nutrition and your sleep and your recovery needs to be different. It's a whole different ballpark. And once you start concentrating on those things, you have a much more pleasant and res- I'd say results driven experience instead mm. of just being like, let me run my body through the ground for two weeks. Oh, yeah. my knee hurts. I'm going to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are, what are some of the, like the biggest common shifts that you see with former athletes that you have to help work them through? Um, the mentality side, cause people, they, they, as they become older and they're sitting down all day, they're just not used. They think that they can move like they could when they were 16, 17. And that's not mm. the case. So we have to build those healthy habits of like, yo, we're all, week one and two, we're only working out three times a week. And they're like, what? Only that? It's like, yeah, we yeah. want, we don't want to hit a wall and quit after week one. Prove to me that you can do three workouts. If you're really craving it, great, let's build more. But guess what? I'd rather you go to the gym three times. And if you're going to go five, let's use those extra two hours and cook. You know what I mean? Like set up your nutrition and be organized yeah. so that you have food to bring to work. You know what I mean? Like, those are the mental shifts they need to make where it's like, I'd rather you cook for two hours because that's going to help you lose more weight than destroying your body for two hours in the gym. Not saying you destroy your body in gym, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, and then recovery. You know what I mean? Like people are busy professionals. They have responsibilities. They have social lives. It's like, how can we meet in the middle and whatever the the topic is, but meet in the middle and, and build the recovery side because as we get older, we're just generally more injury prone. We have less muscle. Our joints are more inflamed. Like we don't sleep as much. So making sure we take care of that recovery process. Cause if just like as an athlete, right? If you get injured week one, shit, you know what I mean? But if we can keep that long, longevity going by taking care of our body and being smart, like you're going to, even if you don't progress as much as somebody who works out seven days a week, guess what? You're going to progress and continue to progress for a longer period, for a more mm. sustainable and consistent period. Yeah. We, we have trouble understanding that, right? Like we, for some reason, and I think it's probably just our culture and like grind culture in general, it's, we feel that the more we do, the more results we get. And that's not the case. It's not the case at all. And it's, and it's so hard for us to understand like, Hey, you know, if you want to build muscle, right. Do you want to get toned? You want to lose fat? All those things like from a workout perspective, you don't need to be in there for more than like three hours a week. Like you really, really don't for most people. Right. Yeah. And, but we feel like, well, yeah, but I could do more. Right. I, I, I can keep going. And it's like, yeah, but that's not going to, it's, it's a bell curve. Like it's mm-hmm. not, not going to keep exactly. going up the more you do. <laughs> but, but we tend to look at it as like, all right, I, I got to put some money in and then I get something back. Right. Yeah. Versus being able to say like, no, 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 this is like a whole encompassing thing now that I have to cultivate and the workout is just one piece of it, but there's so many other important factors too. Yeah. Uh, a sad truth I tell a lot of people is just cause you work hard doesn't mean you deserve results. Mm. Like just cause you're doing everything you can and you're not losing weight. And it's like sad. I mean, unless there's like some crazy hormonal situation, if you're doing all that you can, you're not losing weight. There's something going on in that, in the equation that just isn't right for your specific body. Um, like when people are like, Oh, well my coworker did this, 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 and they lost weight. It's like, well, you're not your coworker. Your body's different. Your lifestyle is different. Um, sure. There's every, every once in a blue moon, there's two people that similar bodies and like, Sure. Most people need the same style of training, which is like making sure you hit your compound movements and trying to get stronger and whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever the the specific type of training, everybody varies slightly, but most people need to strength train their muscles at least twice a week and, or hit each muscle group at least twice a week, mm-hmm. concentrate on compound movements. And sure, if you're working out more than three, four or five times, great. Hit those isolating locations, hit those isolating uh, exercises. Awesome. But going back to it, like we want to be efficient. Like I've had people that they're like, Oh, I'm doing this, 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 and I'm not losing weight. And I'm like, guess what? What if I told you we can dial back 90% yeah. and you're going to get twice the results. And you're like what? No way. And then they start doing that and they can't believe it. And then other side of things is like, wow, this seems so easy and straightforward. And the next hard part is how could, how do we continue doing this? Right? Like at the baseline, it's pretty straightforward. Figure out a way to stay in a caloric deficit that's sustainable, whether that's, you know, having a checklist, like a daily checklist or like a to-do list, or 
If you want to count calories, great. If you want to count your protein, great. Figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. And then if it's working, awesome. Build on it. If, if, you, if it's too much to build on it, great. Keep doing what you're doing. That's what's sustainable for your lifestyle. And just stick with it. Like I had one person, they were upset. They lost three pounds in one week. And I'm like, yo, if you lose three pounds in one week <laughs> for 50 weeks, that's 150, week, uh, 150 pounds. I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, weight loss is not linear. And sometimes you got to think big picture and be like, wow, okay, I lost four pounds this month. Awesome. In three months, that'll be 12 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that straightforward, but you got to think big picture. What's what's so hard is that you've got all these, you know, ads and banners blasting in your face saying that you can lose 20 pounds in 30 days, you know, and (laughs) it's like, it's completely it's completely just bullshit. Like it's, it's just not real. And if it is, you know, anyone that, anyone that promises you something in 30 days, why don't they ever tell you what happens after? Right. <laughs> like what, yep. what, what happens after the 30 days? Do you get to keep the 21 pounds off? <laughs> you know, and they, yep. they don't want to talk about that part, but it's, but it's so hard because the, the real reality that's like, dude, it, it's, you got to strain train a little, you gotta, you gotta walk some more and, Make sure you're getting your steps in because you sit in the office a lot and hey, you know, cooking your own food and just eating more whole foods is going to help a lot because there's a lot of calories in restaurant meals. Like that kind of stuff is boring, you know? Um, And so it's hard for us to, to do that because we start doing it. And the reality is like, it takes some time to, to see something, right? Like it, it just does. And so maybe you get a couple months in and that's why it's really helpful to be with a coach, right? Cause you can, yep. you're, you're going to start getting squirrely and to have someone by your side, be like, dude, this is normal. Like just calm down. You're, you're doing fine. You know, <laughs> um, if you don't have that, then it's really easy to then see the next thing, the next program. That's like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to try that one. Yep. Uh, analogy that I think about is when people are like, oh, let's do this detox. It's going to, I'm going to lose, I'm going to drink liquids for two weeks straight and I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And it's like, would you do that to your pet dog? Like it's pretty straightforward. Move a little bit more, mm. eat a little bit lesser or better quality foods. And odds are if you sustain that for long enough, like you said, it may sound boring, it may not be the sexy, crazy new thing in the fitness world, but it's going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, it's, when, whenever somebody, if you're listening to this right now and you hear something that's too good to be true, odds are it probably is because everybody in the world would do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, okay. So with the dog thing, I have a story that <laughs> I haven't told this one on air yet because this, this happened <laughs> recently to me, but so I messed up. <laughs> I have like a, a 70 pound black lab that she's, uh, she's turning eight and in the last 20 months, she gained 18 pounds. Wow. <laughs> we went, we went to the vet and she got on the scale and I was like, she's looking a little bit beefier, you know, but it was like, I didn't think like anything like that. And it's like, she's, she's a bigger dog. So it's not like, you know, it's not like a little chow chow that's like doubling mm-hmm. in size or anything. But I was like, oh my God, that's, that's a lot. And the, you know, the vet's like vetting me, like trying to ask, like, have you changed anything? And I'm like, I mean, um, like we definitely give her treats and stuff. I was like, but that's like crazy. And then, so I went home and I was like, okay, no more treats, no more like eating out the plate. And then we, what we do is we mix kind of like, there's like a frozen food that she has like in the freezer, like these little like patties that she loves in the morning. And then there's like these, this like dry food at night too. And so I try to like do the math because on the bag, it's like, oh, you need three and a half of these for the day. So I'm like, okay, so you need one and a half of this, you know, whatever. And so then I'm looking, I'm like, okay, you need one cup of this dry food. And I was looking at her bowl. I'm like, we always just fill that bowl up. Cause I'm like, it's just one bowl. And so then I was like, I got the measuring cup. I put it in. I'm like, oh my God, that is a third of the wow. bowl. I was like, we were giving her three servings of that, that I thought was one serving. So two lessons from that is number one, we are terrible at <laughs> estimating food quantity <laughs> yep, when we don't yep. actually measure it. So same way with, with that piece. Like I, I think if you're just eyeing your portion sizes without ever tracking at all, the same exact thing happens for anyone, you know? Um, and then number two, I was like, okay, well, what do we do? And it was like, the answer was so easy, right? It's like, well, we just 
we just feed her a little bit less and then we'll probably just like play with the ball more in the backyard which Boom. why is it so simple for dogs but then like when we think about it it's like oh you got to get rid of carbs and you can't have any insulin it's like all these things that <laughs> we try to make it so complicated but like it's it's really not it's not and another another aspect to, to talk about the the food portioning so i highly recommend not for the rest of your life but to learn how to measure food so you can get a better understanding of like what a true portion is um uh a, like a mind-blown moment i have with a lot of clients is like they're like i'm eating all the healthy foods i'm having you know chicken rice broccoli this down the third i'm like how much of it are you having because many bodybuilders right like well i'll just use them as an example it's still relatable with everyday life but or general population like they'll eat the same meals when they're trying to gain weight and they eat generally the same meals when they're trying to lose weight the only difference is the portions like there's no such yeah. thing as like quote unquote healthy and unhealthy food it's more about how much of each thing you have too much water can kill you i'm not that's not mm -hmm. off common obviously but like having too much of quote unquote any healthy food can also kill you right like it's not exactly but you know what i mean like it's more about the quantity um like i have people that eat chocolate every night but they save enough space to have that chocolate every night and they still lose weight do i recommend having chocolate every day no but that's just what they want to do and that's awesome right. and that allows them to not go off the rails and then there's other people that are like i'm gonna have chicken rice and broccoli every day and then by day three they quit because it's too extreme and then they gain the weight back you know what i mean so it's more about food portions than like the specifically like what are you eating most totally. of the time totally and that's why it's it's hard to explain but i always try to tell people like you're not you don't have to eliminate or cut out any food you might need to eat some less of some of them exactly but it's also important to understand like the context of why it's not like we talk about like ultra processed foods and and, and whole foods and it's a very tricky subject because I think a lot of times it falls into this like natural fallacy that like, Oh, you have to eat clean. <laughs> you have to eat all, all whole foods and don't eat stuff that we weren't evolved to eat, you know? And it's like, it's not that sexy. It's not like that. Yeah. This like romantic story <laughs> of like these, these ultra processed foods have these chemicals that are keeping you fat. Like it's, that's not what it is. It's just that they're just designed to make you be able to eat a lot of it. Yep. Like that's, it's as simple as that. They're, they're full of calories, not a ton of nutrients per calorie. And when you eat them, it's harder to stay full. So you eat more and that's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell right there. And, and I think that's important because it's like, we don't need to be so terrified of those foods. Like I love pizza and I had pizza right before this. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, but, I, but, but I had two slices. Whereas if I was having a night out and like I was going crazy. Sure. I'll have a whole ass pizza, but yeah. with the understanding that I'm not going to feel guilty the next day, like I'm going to, you know, just get right back on my high horse and figure out from there, like understanding the pause, not positives and negatives, but like understanding like, Hey, you want to drink this weekend? Great. That may just be some extra calories. You may carry a little bit more water weight. Awesome. What do we move? What do we do from there? Mm -hmm. Like it shouldn't be a, holy crap. I had, two slices of pizza and one drink. I feel so guilty. Now tomorrow I have to be extra clean. Like, sure. Mm. There's a level of accountability where it's like, get back on your high horse, but it's not like a, then it becomes a yo-yo situation where you're like too extremely healthy, quote unquote, and then too extremely strict and then vice versa. And then you fall off and we don't want too many high highs and too many low lows. We want yeah. more of a consistent uh, route to whatever the, the, the goal is. Yeah. And that, well, and like the, the pizza, the two slices of pizza, right? Okay. This is where the adding comes back in, right? Hey, maybe you have some steak and then a side salad, you know, and then you have a slice or two of pizza on the side of that. Exactly. And you you still get to enjoy the pizza. And I bet you, you're going to feel better after the meal too. You're not going to have this crazy spike. And then all of a sudden you're going to feel tired. Like, no, you're going to, you're going to walk away and be like, yeah, I actually feel good. Like I can go do something else. And you're going to feel full more importantly, rather than being like, all mm -hmm. right, I, I think I need three or four more slices of pizza. So, exactly. yo, I love this. I love that you're saying these things because it sounds like me talking to my clients right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where it's like, you got it. Like literally today, somebody was talking about how they were going to go out, go to a, a Halloween party. And I just recently started training them. And they're not at the point where I can be like, all right, let's limit and have zero drink. Like I wouldn't say that to them. 
my only thing, their only to do tonight was get all the general things you need to get done on your to do list and then do whatever else. And mm. in my head, I'm like, if they eat all the foods they need to eat, if they have enough water, if they do the checklist and do everything else, they're going to be too full to have, quote unquote, a horrible night. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, sure, they're going to go and have like apps, do whatever, drink, but like they're going to be too full and they're going to feel right. proud and happy and want to stay on track. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. It's I, I think so much of it, just like, how do you rebuild a healthy relationship with food and fitness in the first place? Mm -hmm. You know, like, again, we, we come at it from such a negative angle and such like a terrified angle. And, you know, to the point where people will say that, oh, you know, I, I, I was on a diet and I was doing this workout plan, but I said, screw it. I just want to enjoy my life. And it's like, dude, your, your exercise and in, in what you eat, like it should help you enjoy your life more, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it should help you feel good. But, but we have this like idea that, oh, if I'm sore and I can barely walk and I'm tired all the time outside of my workouts and we just want to stay on the couch. Well, at least I'm working out, right? <laughs> like at least I had a good workout where it's, it's, it's like, it should be empowering to you. It should make you feel better the rest of the day. Yep. Uh, another stuff, I swear on everything. I was talking about this literally earlier today. Somebody was talking about how sore they were uh, or how their friend was telling them how sore they were. And I was like, yo, just like reminder, soreness is not a direct correlator with progress. For example, if you had a twin and you and your twin went through the same workout, but your twin had a horrible nutritional day, they're super dehydrated, they're going to feel like shit, they're going to feel sore, their muscles aren't going to recover, right? They may even feel more sore than you. It doesn't mean they had a better workout. There's just other factors. Obviously, mm. soreness can be a good indicator as well of like muscle damage in a good way, all that fun stuff. But when people are like, oh, that was such a great workout. I was sore for five days. It's like, damn, you're sore for five days. Like now you couldn't work out for the other four. Like it's more about the consistent build instead of like going back to let me destroy my body. And that, you know what I mean? Like it's like, no, that doesn't lead to harder work does not lead to more success in yeah. the fitness realm. 100%. And it, it's, and, to go back to something you said earlier too, just the idea of this like hot and cold, right? Um, with exercise, I, you see it a lot. And I, I used to do this all the time is that like you, you just go in and you're like, all right, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do this program and you're sore all the time. You're tired. And the reality is like you end up lasting like two or three weeks because it's, it's probably just way too much volume. Sometimes it's just a shitty program. That's, that's you know, <laughs> just having you do a bunch of stuff, just like jump around that you probably shouldn't be doing. And then you end up quitting. And it's like, and I went on so many cycles of, I would work out for two or three months and then I would not work out for two or three months. Right. And it's, and then looking back at it, it was, I always thought like, oh dude, like, why can't you just be consistent? Like, why can't you be motivated more, you know, during those times when the reality is that when I was doing it, I was just going way too hard. Like it wasn't yep. sustainable in the first place. And and that's what we miss a lot of the times. Sustainability is the number one factor. Like we've said this, if, you, if you're going to take anything from this podcast, it's going to be start at a sustainable level and grow. Because if you can't see yourself, another analogy I use is if you can't see yourself doing this five years from now, it's mm. not sustainable. So if you have to, if you're like a social person, you like drinking and you're going to be like, I'm going to stop drinking and that's how I'm going to lose weight. It's like, well, you're going to eventually start drinking. So does that mean you're going to start gaining the weight back? It's like, no, right. you have to learn sustainable tactics, habits, habit pairing, whatever it is that's going to work for you and just build on that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the extreme route of let me lose 80 pounds and whatever, I'm making it up, but like that that's not going to work out. 99% of the time, it, the people are not going to keep the weight off. Mm -hmm. And it's like, once you accept that it's going to be hard, it's not going to be sexy, it's going to be a process, but you're going to enjoy it because it's going to be a much more fulfilling and sustainable route. Like that's where like the, the utopia of like fitness success is. Well, like I love when people message me after the weekend, they're like, hey, had a few drinks with my friends, but I still brought some healthy snacks. I went out and ate. And I still got my workout in before I went out and I feel great. Let's start the week. You know what I mean? Instead of being mm. like, oh shit, I, you know, had 19 drinks and I fell off, but I can go way harder this week to make up for it. It's like, yeah. it's, that's not how it works. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's when I have clients, like it's, I feel like always in the beginning, we have to have that conversation where <laughs> after like a week or two, it's like, I can tell they're a little bit hesitant to get on the call or, or say mm-hmm. something. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, just tell me what happened. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't care how many cookies you ate. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's not, that's not what we're doing here. And I, it's always like such a sigh of relief that like, they're like afraid to tell me that, you know, they went over their calories for them. Like, that's going to happen. I probably did yeah. that shit last week. You know? <laughs> like me too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's, that's not, that's not what, like, I think it's to your point, you have to, you should probably always be asking the question, like as the process keeps going and you keep getting deeper, are you enjoying it more and looking forward to it more? And if not, if you're at the point where like the further you go, you're like, I can't wait for this shit to be done. Mm-hmm. Then it's probably not the right process for you or the right, or the right system or whatever it is. Like, it's something that like, look, if you're on a diet and you're losing weight and you're in a calorie deficit, you'll probably do some things that you're like, I don't want to do that forever. Right. But you should also be kind of feeling better Mm -hmm. over time and looking forward to your workouts and enjoying and being like, wow, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm filling out this shirt a little bit more. Like I'm, I'm feeling a little bit stronger. And like, I went for a hike with my friends last week and I was not winded, which like hasn't happened in 20 years. Yes. Like those, those are the feelings that makes you start being like, I'm bought in. Like I want to, I want to keep going and, and seeing what else I could do. And if that's not happening, I think you got to reassess a little bit. I love non scale related wins because the scale isn't everything. Even if you're trying to lose weight, like there's going to be times or somebody's really novice they're going to be building strength building a little muscle like the Mm -hmm. weight may not change that's why the scale is just one form of progress measurement you should not live and die by the scale because your weight i tell people all the time weigh yourself in the morning weigh yourself in the afternoon after you ate drank water haven't gone to the bathroom your weight's probably gonna be up five ten pounds like it happens but so many people are fixated on that one thing but it's important like i have everybody i i I coach um do like an intake form a, a measurable intake form it's like energy levels one to ten this down the third but we have the scale we have progress photos like different questions similar to what you were saying like non-scale wins and then people are like wow like like me personally i love when i grow into a shirt i'm like wow this used to be really baggy yeah. now my now the sleeves are really tight had nothing to do with the scale on the scale. I may even look like I, I gained weight or lost weight, whatever it is, but you don't realize it because you see yourself every day. Like a scale is pretty straightforward. You see a number mm-hmm. and you correlate like, Oh damn, I did good or bad. But with those non-scale wins where it's like, like that's where I started working with more gen pop because I remember one guy I trained, he had like a, a heart scare, high blood pressure, the whole nine. He's like, I want to be able to, grow up he was like 40 something he was like i want to be able to grow up and like play with my son and daughter like i and within a few months his heart rate was back to normal he was feeling a lot better like every time he bent over to pick up his kid his back hurt right like that's not a pleasurable lifestyle but now his biggest wins were like i can pick up my kid i'm the jungle gym i can go run and jog around the yard like those are that's so much more important than any type of body recomposition or like scale win you know what i mean and that's what really keeps them going keeps them bought in and a good coach should, should celebrate those. Obviously, some people have like scale specific goals, which obviously is going to be a part of weight loss, but that shouldn't be like the goal and the only goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I'm, I don't know how often you see this. I'm sure you do. Like, I, I understand most people in the beginning just want weight loss or fat loss. Right. And so I talk about it a lot because I know that's what people want. So I'm, yep. I'm going to, I'm going to meet them where they are right now. But it's like more than half the time at some point while working together, that's not even a topic of conversation anymore. Like they shift into this, like, no, I just kind of want to get stronger now. You know, like yes. I'm like, I'm like really liking this. And it's, and it's funny because that's what actually ends up keeping them in it. You they're know, training like, for life. they're training for life. And it's in the, the, the coolest feeling is when you have someone who's in their sixties, look at you and say, dude, I feel healthier than I ever have in my whole life, which is crazy. Right. Like 60 years, 60 years here. And now you're, you're like, dude, I actually got stronger. I actually got healthier. I built more muscle than I ever had before. I had a guy who he, so, so he actually lost over a hundred pounds on his own before wow. we started working Excellent. together. And he came and was like, Hey, I actually want to do the opposite now. Like I want to start building some muscles. Like, cool, let's do it. And you know, working together, he's liking it. And he sent me a, he sent me a voice message one day. And to your point, like people never notice it in themselves, right? He's like, hey, hey, Herman, I just wanted to, to let you know I was in the gym 
And, you know, an old friend, I saw him walking by and we haven't seen each other in a while. And he was like, when did you get jacked? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? He's like, you look so fit. And he was like that. He's like, it just, it felt so cool. I guess I didn't like really notice the difference until someone, someone else saw me and say it. So it's like, those are the moments that matter the most and, and hook you in for life. Definitely. Like people like you see your, and that's why it's important to have different forms of measurement just being tracked. Cause if you see your body every day, and especially if you're self-conscious about a lot of different things, you're not going to notice those small differences. Like there used to be a, a man, a gentleman I, I trained for about six months and he very triggered with the scale. So I was like, all right, let's not use the scale. We didn't take any type of body measurement, no photos. And at one point I'm like, listen, like we're, we have a great process going here, but like, how are you feeling about the results? And he was like, and he would always wear baggy clothes. And he's like, oh, uh, my wife had to go buy me new new jeans. I'm down eight pant sizes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, I couldn't even see it because you'd wear baggy clothes, right? But yeah, like, yeah. He didn't even notice that like he's down that much. And he's like, wow, like I could like my stomach isn't there in a good way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people don't realize these things from a day to day. And that's why it's just so important to have celebrate those not little wins, but like those not unmeasurable, but having other people. Like, I think it's awesome when other people notice outside of like the coach client relationship Mm -hmm. when your friends are like, Oh, you're more energetic or wow, you're so strong. Um, but yeah, I think that's awesome. And re redefining what the measures of success are. Right. Because like we, as again, like as a society, weight is like the only thing it's like burning calories and weight is like the only (laughs) things that matter. And it's the only things that we focus on. And like, look, maintaining a healthy weight is important right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's definitely, there's definitely merit to that, but a lot of people are around a healthy weight and feel like they need to lose a ton more, you know, and they feel like, well, I've got like my, my midsection's kind of growing and I've got these love handles or whatever, like they notice on themselves that they makes them really uncomfortable. Right. And they think that the answer is just losing weight. And sometimes like, yeah, maybe a little bit, but a lot of times it's also like, Hey, let's build some muscle too. Right. Like let's, let's change what your body is prioritizing. And I think that's so that becomes so important because when you start looking and saying like, okay, what about maybe waist size, right. Or maybe like how my shirt fits, you start realizing that, huh, maybe that's weird. Like the scale is not changing. I look completely different. Right. And that happens so often all the time, (laughs) all All the time, time. like, like especially in the beginning, like that's like, I think that's the hardest moment. I'm sure you see this is when a new client starts lifting and it's been like two months and they're freaking out because the scale went up. Right. Like it always goes up in the beginning. It's always like up two pounds and they're like, ah, and you're like, well, hold on. Like what, what's going on with, with your pant size and well, it's progress photos. yeah, Yeah. It's like, well, the pant size is actually the same it's it might be a little bit looser oh oh well how does like your shirts feel feels kind of nice around my arms oh mm-hmm. that's cool right exactly. and, then, and then like they should send you like a progress photo and you're like dude look at that shoulder mm-hmm. definition versus two months ago and once you start seeing that then it's like at least you can start kind of breaking that that reliance on the scale where it's like the scale's not like i'm, I'm not like one of those that's like put it away never look at it again yeah yeah no, no. but it's it's just one tool of many I think, I mean, I can't really specifically think about any times where this is good. I'm sure there are, but like people who demonize one form over the other or they're like my way only or the highway, like it's like, no, if, if you want to use a scale, great. I think it's part of the puzzle. If you want to use kettlebells instead of barbells, awesome. You can get stronger with both. But mm-hmm. there's some people that are like, ah, oh, dumbbells are the worst. Use yeah. this or just do body weight. And it's like, well, there's a there's a space for everything yeah i mean sure you want to have consistency with your training but there's a time and place where cable work may feel better for your joints than using a barbell or you may not be knowledgeable enough to use a kettlebell great learn first and then add it in you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like there's nothing there, there if somebody's trying to sell you by demonizing this this and this that's not good you know what i mean like yeah it should speak for itself whatever the the form of training or or coaching is yeah everything everything has a benefit, you know, and, and everything's got a, a downside to it. And there's different situations for different people where some things work better than others. And that might change for the same person over time. 
too. Like that, that's the reality is like, you got to keep an open mind around all of it. And I think it's so important that like when I was first, when I first started coaching people, like I thought it was so important to find like the system, right? Like this is how we do it. And everyone, and in, in my head, I'm like, do we track calories or do we not track calories? Do we do habits or do we not do habits? And it was like, I was trying to build out this like perfect playbook and then people would come. Right. And especially with programming, but programming, I got in my head so much in the beginning yep. of like, how, what is the, what is the perfect three day workout? Right. <laughs> and then, and then you would get people and then it's like, you have like this whole thing built out and then they're like, Oh, by the way, I'm, I also have, am a, I have to stay home and I don't go to a gym and I have 15 pound dumbbells at the most. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> scratch everything I have. <laughs> right. But it's, yep. but that's the point. It's like, it doesn't matter what it is or what you have there's something that we could figure out that's that's going to start moving you in the right direction exactly moving in the right direction regardless of the speed and being consistent in that where you're still like like i, I have another exercise i do with people it's like what are the three accomplishments of the week and then mm. we look at it and it's like how can we make this better next week right like whether that's okay with the 15 pound dumbbells i was able to squat I don't know, 10 times without feeling a burn or, or like that was the max reps. And like next week, great. Let's try to do 15, 20, whatever it is. And it's like, mm -hmm. once again, that's not a scale goal. Maybe that didn't make you your, your progress picks completely change, but that's just like a tangible win. And we're moving mm -hmm. forward. You may not have a whole gym set, but during COVID, I coached plenty of people at home that had like one or two pairs of dumbbells, some bands and going back to it, like any movement made them feel great and made them feel committed. They're building some muscle, which helped them, you know, feel more confident. And then generally when people combine nutrition and working out, they stay on it. Cause like, it's like, Oh, I just got a great workout in. Let me go have my protein shake. Mm -hmm. I got a great workout in. let me go to sleep early so that I can work out tomorrow. Right? Like yeah. the habit stacking is there. Um, but going back to it, doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter what type of equipment you have, but that's not the X factors, more of the nutritional habits. Uh, that's going to lead to the weight loss or weight gain. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing is you, I'm sure you do the same thing. Like we give macros and calories in the beginning, but then 90% of your conversation has nothing to do with that. Right. Yep. It's like, like, yeah, I, I can give you that in 20 seconds. I can find some online calculator that will tell you exactly what you should eat, you know, and it'll be pretty close. For most people, you know, but the reality is then what happens after that? Like, and, and a lot of the times it's, you know, I, I love when they are so they start becoming observant of their own habits and, and, yep. and they'll be able to look and just say, you know, like I had one that started and he's like, you know, I've been doing this intermittent fasting thing for, for a little bit now. And, you know, he's like, I think I kind of like it. I think I kind of want to keep going with it. And I was like, cool, let's do it you know, keep, keep rolling. And then we started tracking. And in the beginning I was like, you know what? Like, I don't care if you're a hundred percent accurate with your food and, and weighing and all that. I was like, I just want you to like write down what you ate, you know, just, just be mindful of what it is. And let's talk about what you think. And at the end of the week, <laughs> it was like the second week, he's like, I don't think this intermittent fasting thing is very good for me. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, why is that? He's like, it's because every single time I do it, I end up eating a bag of chips after dinner. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Oh, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, I've just, I feel like I'm, I must just be so much more hungry later in the day. And I don't even, I never even really noticed that. I was like, that's a great learning, right? Now we can work with that. Now we can say like, Hey, what happens if we start adding breakfast every morning? Right. doesn't have to be a giant meal, but like, let's add a yogurt or something that, that just gets you a little bit of protein and, and gets you on your way and see how that affects you now. And that's what you do is like on a weekly basis. Now you're just tweaking things like that. And over time it becomes this really great personalized diet plan for you that works well for you, but not, might not work for somebody else. And that's, what's important. The, the accountability and the micro pivots that a coach does is priceless compared to like when you try to do it by yourself and man we are living a mirrored life because at, <laughs> at 3 15 today uh somebody asked me like hey do you make like meal plans or just like a workout program i'm like listen like i've done that dozens upon dozens of times 
and 99% of the time people do it for like a week and then yeah. they stop because there's no accountability. I was like, listen, if you're serious about losing the weight, I don't offer that anymore. I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching because you have the accountability, whether it's the financial accountability, the human accountability of me as your coach, mm -hmm. or just having like a structured goal and being able to change because anybody can Google macro calculator, meal plan, custom meal plan online. Like it's going to be a computer built, maybe some bullshit thing, but like you can yeah. look that up. But having something that's custom to you and then having something that can change or having someone there to help you change it as life happens is great because no one's going to be perfect at anything. You, 99% of the time when you have like a, a four month phase of training, are you going to hit every single workout and hit every single meal? No. And you got to have somebody there or at least have somebody there until you learn how to be accountable yourself, but there to make those micro pivots. Like the yeah. end goal, I always tell people the end goal of working with me is to not need me. Mm. Like mm -hmm. at one point we should be like, I should be able to disappear from the face of the earth and you should know what to do. Mm -hmm. Like I know not me personally as friends, but I've met certain coaches or been told these stories where it's like these coaches like only teach them just this amount or like whatever, yeah. just to keep them around. And it's like, no, that's not how it should be. Like it, and it's funny how that works. Cause I'm trying to get people in a most sustainable way from point A to point B to point C and have them do it by themselves. And somehow that keeps them sticking around because they're accomplishing yeah. all these things. They're like, let's keep it going. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy you said that. Cause I've, I have heard firsthand from multiple coaches that exact thing. And maybe not in the way of like, let's not teach them everything, but in the way of like, they almost have this belief that the person can't do it on their own. Like they need me, you know, and they're and like the, the entire business model is based off of this. Like we have to make sure that they never leave because if they leave, then they're going to fail without me. And it's like, well, no, not if you're doing a good job. You know, and, and like, I get it. It's easier said than done. You know, like, like I get a lot of people like it is, it is hard. And there's a reason why accountability works, but the goal should be that, right. The goal should be to help someone be able to do it on their own. Like, what's the point of, of doing this? Like that they have to rely on you the rest of your life. What if you're not there anymore? What's going to happen? Right. It's mm -hmm. like, I, I think it should always be that look like dude. And, and the reality is like a lot of times you, you, are totally capable of it a lot. It's just having the knowledge of it. It's, it's going through the ropes sometimes with somebody else and seeing these moments where it's like, okay, in the past, I probably would have quit right now, but they're telling me that it's okay, that I'm not perfect. Maybe I'll just try again tomorrow. Right. Oh. And once you start seeing that it works, you start seeing the results. Then it's like, I think I could, I think I could maybe do some of this on my own. Right. And that's, that's from like, from what you're saying and what I believe is like, that's the most ideal scenario for anyone that we work with. It's, it's just so fascinating. The, the like evolution of coaching people where it's like, they want to be so hardcore and then like learning. It's almost like there's many correlations with life, but it's like, they got to be crazy. You got to do this. Gotta do this. It's like, actually, no, you got to take a step back. Let it breathe. Yeah. Let the process happen. Trust the process. Be relaxed. Be chill. If something happens, great. If something doesn't happen, great. Keep moving. And then once you get that like Zen mindset with fitness, not Zen, Zen may not be the right word, but like this like overlapping knowledge that like you just know all these things. It's like it becomes a much more encompassing form of, of training i guess if that, yeah. if that makes sense it does it's it's almost in a weird way you take it a little bit less seriously mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah. it's not this scary thing that you know all these trainers and fitness people do and they're 100 percent at it but i'll never be that you know like i, don't, I just can't do that and it's like when you start realizing like no dude like i I eat brownies. I eat pizza. Like, I'm like shit. I love brownies. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, dude, we're going out. We're going out to dinner and a movie tonight. I'm, I'm for sure having an espresso martini. And I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be there, but it's, I'm hope they have some cheese curds, you know, like, <laughs> and, and then, and then, yeah, tomorrow I'm probably going to make, you know, some, some steak or some chicken for lunch and, and have a side salad and, and just go on my day. Like it's, it doesn't have to be this one or the other. Like, a, like at the end yeah. of the day, you got to make sure that it's, it's something that fits into your life, not controls it. And I also want to touch apart uh, upon too, like we're, we're talking about all of the, the mindset side of not being very hard, like being fit 
quote unquote, like it's, it's, there's difficult things in life. It being overweight is very hard. Being very fit is also hard. You know what I mean? Hard is a, a relative term, but sometimes you do in certain occasions have to step into the unsustainable or difficult situations to then build habits, right? Like, yeah. for example, when I, when I say that, I think people think more of the extreme side, which is also part of the bad part about society. But I mean, like, maybe you, we have to operate off this checklist for the next six months so you can learn that, like, the things you need to do. Like, step into the unsustainable, take some proper habits here and there, and then apply it to a more laid back approach. Mm. And you're going to get back to it. You know what I mean? But like, being fit shouldn't be like a piece of cake. You know what I mean? No pun intended. Yeah. But at the same time, having somebody there to make it as easy as possible is going to lead to more success. That's it. Beautifully said. <clears throat> awesome. Well, I got to let you go, but I definitely <laughs> want to have you back on again. Um, a hundred percent. Do you want to just tell people where they can find you and new human? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm primarily active on Instagram. It's, uh, at coach Michael. And then the new human Instagram is new underscore human. Uh, if you're interested in the app or, being coached one-on-one, -on -one, you can go to joinnewhuman.com. Um, I'm very open to questions. There's no such thing as a bad question. I think more knowledge that's spread about whatever topics, the better the world's going to be. Um, and then for everybody on my side, where can people find you? Um, great question. So I am at Wise and Well Coaching um, on Instagram. And then obviously the podcast is is Wise and Well. Um, and there's a, there's a website called Wise and Well Coaching. I don't really do much with that, but it's it does exist <laughs> if you want to go there. Um, and, and, and the same thing, I think me and you align on a lot of things. So really appreciate having you on. Of course, I appreciate you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. Yes, Bye, sir. everybody.